I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an off-the-cuff episode of the FPL Wire I mean, it was, I think, 30 minutes ago, Pras, that I texted you. I'm like, you know what? You know, I'm thinking about what to do. There's various permutations and combinations going on in my head. You want to go on a live stream? I asked Baker, I asked Pras. Uh, Baker had some uh, child issues at the moment, which is why he couldn't <laughs> join us. But uh, let's not delve into further details. But Pras, thank you so much for joining me on such short notice. A pleasure, a pleasure. When you texted me, I was basically getting into the tube from work. So perfect timing. Just got home. Nice, nice. Now, obviously, the big news and why this is happening is uh, Game Week 29 news is right here. And we already have this fabulous chart uh, by Brent Krellin, which is literally all you need when you're thinking of what to do and thinking of like how you got to call it, you know, the helicopter view. And uh, that's 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 what we are here to do, discuss what... If we're not here to discuss what chip strategy you should take, but, you know, what I have in my head is we'll go through team by team, see what we're looking at, see what potential implications of diving into what strategy are. And maybe you and I go after this conversation, better managers thinking about where we want to be after 25 and what chip strategy we want to do. So it's more a brainstorming session. I haven't even looked at all the fixtures yet, but I'm hoping that this conversation leads us to a better place after the chat. Absolutely. I mean, I think we're very lucky, firstly, that we've got this news before the deadline because... Now, we filled in a lot of the blanks in the future. Blanks, I don't mean the FPL blanks, but like, you know, now we know a lot. We know everything in 29. Maybe Spurs can fit in there. Pretty much after 25, FA Cup, we'll know everything. I mean, even even 34, 37, we'll be able to take a very good guess of what fits where. So actually, this season, we're blessed that we'll have the full picture by Game Week 26. Yeah, I mean, any any early thoughts in terms of what chip strategy you're looking at right now or just quietly monitoring? Because they're very early days. I mean, yeah. you're li- literally just about processing what has happened, but any first instinct thought? Yeah, so first instinct was Game Week 29. We always knew it will be a big double. But now we know that Arsenal don't have a double. That was That was expected. City don't have a double. That was not expected. So now City not having a double in 29, that changes things slightly. And also Spurs, they could have, but I think at the moment we have to work with the base assumption that they don't. 
So the first thought that comes into my mind is that Game Week 29 feels like a week where you can get out your Arsenal 3, you can take out your other Man City, even Haaland, for example. And for this biggest double, you attack it with a free hit. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Whether that is eventually what I'll do or not is another thing. But, you know, you look at Leicester. Uh, we'll come to team by team, obviously, like you said. Excellent games, but blank before. Then you yeah. look at Man United. You're going to sell your Shaws and your Brunos, and then they have a good double. So things like yeah. that, basically. That was my first thought. Likely blank before. Let's let's make that clear because you don't yeah. you don't know cup cup sets etc could happen. But yeah, that that was what my first thought was. But uh, you know, before we because it's too much information to process in a very short time. What we'll do is we'll go team by team, see where we are at, see what happens when we're thinking of wild carding. First up, let's talk about Arsenal. So they've got Leicester Everton in the Dublin twenty five. After that, they've got Bournemouth, Fulham, Crystal Palace in twenty nine. They have Leeds United at home. After which they have Liverpool, West Ham, and an unlikely blank game week as per Ben Crillon in 32. What are you thinking with Arsenal? I mean, Arsenal were a long-term team to have anyway. And this 32 blank is only if Southampton reach the semi-final of the FA Cup, which is very unlikely. So I think we assume that Arsenal will continue to have games and they'll have a double. The big question with Arsenal is, what Arsenal do you hold? If you hold Martinelli, even to an extent if you hold Inketia, or white, then you're in a slightly different position to people who have Gabriel, Saka, and Odegaard, for example. People like them, they are now not worried until game week 32. You just hold your three, and then you try to think what you will do in game week 29. Because game week 29, the fixture against Leeds at home is still a great fixture. Question is, do you bench boost with them? Do you reduce them? Or you free hit them out is basically the point. But I think apart from that, you hold what you've got even in Ket here, I think it should be good for this double at a minimum. And then you see where you have to go. Yeah. I mean, what I'm thinking about Gimmick 29 now is that if somebody wants to bench boost with Arsenal assets in 29, I think it's a fine play. If somebody wants to free hit out of or maybe with one asset, or let's face it, if you're free hitting, we're not keeping Arsenal in our team. But I don't see a problem free hitting out of 29 as well. And if somebody just wants to feel 11, People who might have used up chips and don't have many left, I think the way 29 has sort of presented itself, it's easy to maneuver to, but it might be difficult to optimize. But that optimization of 29 isn't even a guarantee because people with poor fixtures could outscore your optimal picks in 29. So it's mm. sort of an okay ground for everybody. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think you don't have to take them out. 29 free hit will be that free hit which can earn you negative points. Like you said, exactly. Haaland scores a hat-trick yeah. against Liverpool. Uh, Saka scores a brace and you free hit them all out. Game week 29 free hit, which is the other option people are thinking about. Sorry, 28 free hit is the easy free hit where you're just basically getting four extra players that other people don't have. You'll definitely end up with positive points on a free hit. Yeah, 28. I, I, I feel like if you're looking at things, there's a very high likelihood that the amount of points you could lose in 28, 28 are definitely not negative. And the amount of points that you can gain could, let's say if the amount of points that you can gain in 28 is 15, the potential amount of points that you can gain in 29 would probably be 30, 35, 40 Absolutely. even. But you could also lose points in 29. So that bell curve that we're looking at in terms of the wider range of possibilities, higher ceiling, but a slight ch chance of falling also in 29 if you free hit in 29. I think that's what totally. we are. And I think you made a great point. People without a free hit, actually, your strategy is also clear. Just hold yeah. your three hours. In fact, it did, if you have a Martinelli, 
Just make that move. Keep your Odegaard till game week 32. If you have uh, Inketia, don't be afraid after this double. Let's say if Jesus is coming back, change him to an Odegaard. Just get three Arsenal that you're comfortable to hold for the next eight game weeks. Correct. Correct. Uh, at this point, I just want to say, I mean, we've got 300 people watching live and I'm sure some more will join in. If you're watching, you know, we're trying to do off-the-cuff content. Make sure you're hitting the like button. And if you're on Twitter, spread the word, get the word out, get more people in here because I think this was going to go on probably until the Liverpool game, just sort of brainstorming in similar fashion. Now, Villa up next. Villa, Villa is a very interesting team now, in my opinion. I think they have a poor double in 29 with Chelsea and Leicester away. Uh, but fixtures around seem really, really good. You know, Everton away, which is a confirmed fixture in 25. In 26, they've got Palace at home. In 27, they've got West Ham away. Bournemouth at home, confirmed fixture in 28. 30, 31, 32, 33. NFO home, Newcastle home, Brentford away, Fulham home. So outside of 29, they're a team you could sit with and target. So if you're committed to free hitting in 29, I just think Villa are a good bet. And even if you're not free hitting in 29, Chelsea, Leicester, Villa are a good team. I think they're very, very... They're a good team and we should be paying attention to them right now. Especially because of what happens after 29. You know, NFO, Newcastle, Brentford, Fulham. I like them. What do you think? I mean, so Fulham I'll remove because 33 will wildcard. So yeah. up to 32. So they are, them and Everton have the two confirmed fixtures in the two blanks. So like you said, if you're looking to free hit, not in a blank game week, which is not 32, not 28, then Villa's your team. Now, that doesn't mean you start a triple up and you have Bailey, Watkins and 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 Mings or whoever. Yes, I think we lost you for a second, Pras. Game week 27, you get him for the double. And if you're looking to free hit, then in 29, you get a Watkins for Tony. We just lost you for a second. Can you repeat, Pras? Sorry, sorry. Have... So I think the idea would, would be that Aston Villa would be the team that because they don't blank in any of the weeks, you can maneuver around them. So let's say if you got a Tony in game week 27 for the double, then he blanks in 28 or likely blanks in 28. You go Tony to Watkins. Now you have a really nice striker who plays in 28 against Bournemouth. You don't have to free hit. You, you know, you could, like you said, if you free hit, it's even better. And then he plays Nottingham Forest coming out of your free hit as well. So if somebody's looking at a free hit, I think Villa, at least a double up could work and you don't have to play them every week. You get them late, basically, after game week 27. Yep, yep, yep. It's a tight market for strikers though, especially with, like you mentioned, I mean, the team that caught my attention the most in 29 was Leicester's double. And they're a team we've all been wanting to jump on and the reason we want, you know, we've always, I was mentioning to uh, Zoff on the pod previously, it's a team where I want to jump, but I can't because the fixtures don't justify it. Now the fixtures do justify it. So if Ian Acho is somebody in our consideration, we're already looking at Haaland, we're already looking at Nikita, Tony possibly. The Darwin is potentially going to come into our teams. He's fit and he's playing right now in 45 minutes against Madrid. So the striker spots are scarce, but yeah, Watkins is in consideration. I mean, if you look at 29 free hit, so I'm going to talk about 29 free hit a lot because that's the first thing that has come to my mind and it's obviously yeah. new. It's, uh, it's, it's a freestyle brainstorming session. Yeah. Talk about whatever you want. There are not a lot of strikers. You won't have Haaland. You won't have Kane. Darwin has a tough double. So this is the other thing about Game Week 29 when we talk about Liverpool. They have a very tough double. Away to Man City, away to Chelsea. So even though, say what you want about Chelsea, I mean, they don't give away a lot of goals. It's not a 3-0 game. So you don't. So Darwin, you can argue, especially if reduced X minutes, maybe he's not an option. Yeah. Uh, Inketi is not an option. Jesus is not an option. Man United don't have a striker. That Felix, you can is, pick. Felix is nailed in your free Felix, hit team. 
Elix could be an option. So Chelsea's double, Aston Villa and Liverpool home, good, good double. So that's when you sort of sort of think about that 29 could really help change the whole structure of the team. And you then go against people who are sitting on uh, Inketia or a Haaland or a Kane, who've kept them, or a Tony. Eww. And, and it's, it's not like Kane has a tough fixture. He's got Everton away. That's, that's an easy fixture for Kane. And he likes to play against them traditionally, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Who does Haaland have? Liverpool at home. Liverpool, Liverpool haven't been great defensively. Yeah. It's a risky free hit for sure. It's, it's, it's a risky free hit for sure. Cool. I mean, we leave that thought there. Uh, Villa are a team you need to be paying attention to right now. Bournemouth. It's just one thing that jumped out at me is I like the look of the double in 29 from an attacking perspective. Fulham at home and Brighton. Yes, Fulham have been defensively better now. But two home fixtures could be a cheap enabling punt in there. That's about it. The fixtures around it are not very convincing. Anything else to add on Bournemouth? No, nothing else to add. I think similar thoughts. They're like Villa, but not as good as Villa. So maybe you consider... Actually, the double is opposite to Villa. So you could consider them on a free hit, but around it, you'd rather go for Villa assets than Bournemouth assets. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Brentford is an interesting team. And I think this is a team very interesting for people looking to wildcard immediately after 25. If somebody is looking at a wildcard 26 or a wildcard 27, Brentford's going to be in your thinking. Now, I don't mind the double in 27 for Brentford at all. They have a likely blank in 28. And the double in 29 isn't that great. Brighton at Brighton away and United away. But if we've seen the stats, Ivan Tony typically tends to do better against the good teams compared to the middling or poor opposition. So, you know, if somebody's wildcarding early, Ivan Tony's sort of a no-brainer in 27. Uh, yellow card dependent, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, the seven yellow cards or eight yellow cards is an issue. Now, Brighton, sorry, Brentford is the team that makes me slightly skeptical of bench boost in 20. So this, you know, right now, let's let's be clear. A lot of people will think my whole chip strategy depends on Liverpool and, 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 and Fulham happening in 28. If that doesn't happen, I'm basically going to, uh, you know, free hit in 28 and bench boost potentially in 29. You know, wildcard 27, free hit 28, bench boost 29. I don't like that as much because of this Brentford double, because you're going to attack Brentford. Will you be bench boosting? I mean, maybe you go for a Tony, but then you go for a Raya. I, I just, I, I didn't love it. And then especially if you're also then going to bench boost with three single game weakers, even if it's Arsenal or Haaland, it wasn't as ideal compared to, let's say, 34. Basically, the four teams this season that are a gift because they're cheap and good is Man United, Arsenal, Newcastle and, and Brighton. You agree? Yeah. Those all four teams have a double in 34. A nice double in 34. So for me, as people think about bench boost, and I know I'm bringing bench boost in, in the discussion of Brentford, but for me, that basically jumps out as the week to bench boost, even if you wildcard early. Yeah. So that was the thinking. So Brentford, you could go for it if you wildcard, but I wouldn't commit to them too much because there are other good options after. Yeah, but just again, you know, while we're brainstorming, and, you know, it's it's important to debate each other's points here because I think that leads to better discussion for everybody here. Let's say you go two or three Brentford in 27. And then you're if you're wildcarding in 27, it's very likely, depending on the cup results, that you're free hitting in 28 and then bench right. boosting in 29. I think Raya and Tony is fine. I think those are two fine picks. And then there's always a third Brentford that you can switch because you will have free transfers 
you'll have one free transfer from 27 to 29 and you're open to taking a hit so that switch is still possible in terms of bench boosting you know so it's still okay. open i don't mind it it's just talking about yeah, the pros it's just basically a big con for for bench boost is not only do you have 3 weeks you'll have one transfer and you'll be a little bit compromising with fine i think i think raya is good for save points tony is good yeah. for uh, yeah. against but then you're also having single game weakers and then when we come to other teams yeah. i'll make a similar point and i'm just basically saying if you can hold it bench boost 34 is very very good all right cool cool brighton I think Brighton are the team to target if somebody is going big in 27 and 29 if somebody's looking at wild carding in 26 and 27 or the team is looking poor I think Brentford are presenting you the opportunity to attack 26 27 and 29 the problem yeah. with Brighton is that the fixtures after 29 aren't that great Spurs away Chelsea away likely blank in 32 so that's the problem with Brighton but I think it's a problem to solve after 29 and i also think the thing with brighton that i like about there's also a chance of another double happening right pras if i'm not mistaken for brighton when is that expected any idea yeah so there is a the only fixture that is left after this is the newcastle game okay now the newcastle game could fit in game week 32 which means that even if brighton don't play man city they could play newcastle in game week 32 but for that to happen Man City and Spurs both need to reach the FA Cup final, and Brighton don't have to reach. So this is obviously a little bit convoluted, but there is a chance that Brighton actually don't have a blank in 32, even though Man City reached the FA Cup semi-final. If this doesn't happen, then they will have another double at some point, and that will include Newcastle. Yeah, and and I just don't think Brighton are too much of a problem because Brighton attackers, it's it's like Leeds or Bielsa. I don't mind fielding them against any opposition. So. and and they don't cost money i mean there are four players there's a four player pool that you're looking at essentially right now mcallister march mitoma and estupinan and yeah. sanchez if you're dabbling into keepers and none of them are difficult to carry forward because of how much money they cost so they're just not a problem i think you wild card in 26 go with three uh ultimate or optimal brighton assets and I think they are the team that will allow you to gain a massive advantage, or they are the team you're banking on if you're going early on the wild card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're bench boostable as well, cheap and good. The problem with Brighton will only be your midfield opportunity cost. Yeah. The problem in game week twenty-seven, as as you and I were chatting as well, game week twenty-seven fitting into Brighton midfielders is going to be very hard. Yeah. Because Rashford has a good fixture, Odegaard, Saka has a good fixture, Salah has a good fixture. So yeah. who are you dropping? I think we are just entering that stage of FPL. I mean, you, Hibu, and I were having a chat the other day. Uh, there's just a flurry of difficult decisions, and you're just going to have to make your choices uh, in the next few weeks. And I think it's good for the game. We'll see a little bit of variance in terms of chip strategy, in terms of players that uh, you know people own. Because I think what 29 has done is is sort of taken away us looking at the same players or the same small pool of players so i just think it makes the game more interesting and Absolutely. i think if you're wild carding in 26 or 27 there are a few compromises you're going to make anyway looking at 29 looking at 27 etc as well so i think the early wild card opportunity is bright that's that's the thing i'm looking at agree and you can even go like you said even you can go on 26 The only thing is you won't be able to get too many Newcastle, or you'll have to bench them because they play City. But apart yeah. from that, twenty six is actually also fine. So you basically land up after twenty five, and you see that Liverpool are not having a game with Fulham, uh, and so twenty eight looks really ugly. Well, you could go twenty six and just wild card. Yep, yep, yep. 
another thing that jumped out to me is uh, that in gimmick 34 and because people are using the wildcard early if they're going brighton is that brighton have a likely double in 34 as well so you're quite secure late until double gimmick season with brighton i think yeah. you will stick with the three you go with on your early sure. wildcard if you do so yep chelsea another interesting team confirm game in blank 25 confirm game good fixture against everton at home in uh, blank 28 a very good looking double especially for attackers if you ask me in 29 villa at home and liverpool at home two teams that concede a considerable amount of xg i think if you want to jump in on chelsea attackers despite their poor form whatever you might say the fixtures are there thoughts on chelsea i think they're they're a good solid i mean they're like a mini arsenal uh, yeah. except that their chances of getting a double in 32 a blank in 32 actually pretty high because as we know man united will reach the the the, the semi final so um you know they will then blank but other than that i think they carry you so again non free hitters people without the free hit you just get on chelsea get felix next week outside of obviously the concerns that you know potter might lose his job and they're not scoring enough goals yeah. but you know i think that team will click and felix lo- is looking good anyway yeah i think if you're free hitting in 29 also then chelsea are a team you're looking at right now and if you're investing heavy in chelsea right now you're sort of reducing the odds of you free hitting in 28 that's also what's happened from a strategic point of view correct 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 so you can actually think let's say people don't have funds for darwin right and and yeah. they want to sort of hedge their bets so yeah. you could go for a watkins or a felix and basically say i that basically leaves me with another player in game week 28 it gives me a doubler in 29 i can just assess my options after of course you miss out on a third player of liverpool in game week 25 but it basically completely opens up all options for where you want to go after 26 correct right uh you were you were considering the kepa to pickford transfer if i'm not mistaken this week has has that his has this news made you pause a little it, so i've actually ditched the idea because i think they both have a game in 28 they will yeah. probably one of the so the idea was that pickford will have a game in 32 confirmed but kepa does not have a game in 32 confirmed but then ward has a game and ward's game is actually pretty easy which is bournemouth at home uh, sorry uh, wolves at home in 32 so i've ditched the idea and i think for my team i will i will you know we can talk about it later but i think getting an everton does make sense so i might have to upgrade patterson to tarkovsky for example for a hit because yeah. it might be worth it to get that additional player yeah just while you mentioned ward that's another reason which sort of strengthens the bench boost 29 argument because he's pretty much everybody's second keeper and lester have one of the best looking doubles in 29 with palace away and villa at home so that's just one of the factors in favor of bench boost 29 if you're looking at yeah fair fair i mean zoff i was chatting with zoff an hour ago and he had this idea that you can actually bench boost without wild carding yeah because the team will look good in game week 29 another strategy which actually not a lot of people have thought of talked about is you just dead end into 20 sorry you bench boost in 29 dead end into 31 or 32 and then you wild card in 33 but then my problem is if you wild card in 33 might as well bench boost also in 34 because 34 yeah. is going to be a big double too yeah and i i just think from a very macro point of view this season is one where i don't really uh, worry about having to carry a bench because there's an insane amount of cheap enablers in the game and we don't really need that much money in the game anyway so exactly. so it's one of those seasons where you know where we're always thinking about okay then you don't have to carry forward and you can go bottom down on one or two positions there's just too many good value picks in the game to worry about value and yeah. about leaving money on the bench 
this year. So exactly. Yeah. So, so therefore, you you know, people who are looking at this early 26-27 wildcard, I mean, on the face of it, this is why I'm urging people that just carry your Mitomas and your McAllisters or whoever and just think about bench boosting in 34 where actually you'll have, you might end up with 15 doublers instead of hoping for other players. But I don't mind. There's no one way. But I just feel there is an opportunity to carry these players. It's not a problem. I mean, we're not stretched for funds whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we will get a clearer picture of 32 after the gap between 25 and 26. When do you think we get an idea of how 34 is going to shape up? So, whatever blanks are now left will go into 34 and 37. And we will know the big blanks because the, now the most blanks will come in 28. Obviously, these are unconfirmed. We will know the exact picture of 28. So, all these games, the five games, we will know that they're going into either 34 or 37. And we'll be able to make a good guess about 32 as well because we'll know the we'll know the FA Cup quarterfinal round. So let's say Man United draw against Tottenham, then we know one of Man United or Tottenham will actually now not blank in 32. So we will know a lot about 20. Well, we'll know 100% about 28. We will know a lot about 32, and therefore we can guess better about 34 and 37. Usually, what the league does is they will try to fit in most of it in 36, 34. Because you don't want to leave games for 37. What if there's another postponement for whatever reason? And then now you're stuck and you have to extend the season. So a lot of it will move to 34 and then some will go to 37. Yeah, people have been mentioning the weather in a couple of weeks as well. Something that's going on in the background, but I don't think it's going to be too much of a worry. Palace, uh, not very FPL relevant. I mean, they have a double in 27, but outside of that, fixtures don't look that great. FPL assets don't look that great. Anything to talk about or add there? I mean, if, if Zaha was an option and he had a good run with better fixtures, actually, they're a team that have a game in 25, have a game in 28, and have a double. Nobody yeah. else has that. But yeah. I don't think anyone's going there. If you're free-hitting in 29, just generally, the run from 29 to 31 for Palace isn't bad. Leicester home leads away, Southampton away. And 32, Everton at home also. So they do have a nice run of fixtures. It's, it's not like it's a poor run of fixtures, but there's just no assets at the moment. Correct. Everton. Uh, you're thinking of Taco at the moment. How? What implications do they have on chip strategy? Just a confirmed game. So basically, if you're looking, my base case strategy, at least after today, of course, subject to change, is wildcard 33 and free hit 29 uh, and bench boost 34. So basically, if I'm looking to wildcard in 33, then I need a player that can get me points in 25, 28, 32, and Everton fit that bill. They have a double in 25, they have a game in 28, a tough game in 28, but then a good game in 32. And then it's Sean Dyche, man. I mean, you're just basically getting a ticket to Sean Dyche's lottery of defensive points and, you know, Burnley of old, comfort blanket. Yeah, it's It was a insane stat that uh, Baker shared with me, if I'm not mistaken. And it was like a very high percentage of, uh, in a small sample size, a very high percentage of Everton slash Burnley's XG generated in the post-Dyche era has come from set pieces. And that's just... Taco, I mean, even if you're watching the game, he's getting his head at the end of a set piece so many times. So he's just a ridiculous pick at 4.3 at that price point. But I do think that if you're getting Taco and if you're getting another additional player, you're sort of looking at using some sort of other chip in 29 because the fixture in 29 is Spurs at home, which isn't the best fixture. And you don't like leaving a few spots open. You're trying to optimize that. So that's the problem. You're probably going yeah. to either wildcard or free hit in 29 if you're doing that. Correct, correct. And wildcard in 29 is problematic because you are not sure how much to load up on Arsenal and Man City, which are the two teams who will probably, you know, be players you want to own. Yeah, 
that's a good shot that's a good shot but if you own a couple of value picks you know if you're holding like an odegaard or a you know somebody like that it's, it's easy easy enough to bench them in 29 but you really want to optimize but yeah. while we're going through the teams not many teams except for chelsea and maybe brighton no one has jumped out in terms of oh that's an outstanding double in 29 but let's see when we go further down the road fulham uh bournemouth away in 29 single fixture confirmed and uh, one of the teams that uh play in 29 and we don't know what the result in 28 is going to be i think the most uh, watched fa cup game is going to be that tie between fulham and leeds amongst fpl players for sure cuz that's just going to dictate so much i mean the problem is even if fulham have a game with liverpool in 28 i'm not sure many people will have fulham players yeah, because yeah. people will get rid of mitro now and then people will get rid of andreas for mitoma or mcallister yep you're so, right i think the journey with fulham has ended it's been a nice journey uh, we won't couple of their assets for a lot of the season but there's nothing here that appeals to me neither in terms of their doubles or blanks or it's just basically a little bit of me i mean i'm not going to own mitro now going forward there's other good strikers and andreas has done a good job until now but you know there's other people like mitoma or bailey even if somebody wanted to go for a similarish price that will do a better job yeah leads interesting just looking at their fixtures now There's a flurry of decent-looking home fixtures. So between 25 and 32, they've got Southampton at home, Brighton at home, Forest, Palace, and Liverpool at home. And then in 33, they have Leicester at home. It's a good flurry of home fixtures. And then they've got a double in 29, which is Palace. Sorry, it's Arsenal away and Forest at home. Thoughts on Leeds? I think if you're wild carding uh, in 26, if you're going early, they're like. if you want to go for an enabler like nonto or if you want to jump yeah. on bamford because of the lack of strikers not a bad shot not at all and especially again they are the anti liverpool right because if liverpool don't have a game then they will have a game so yeah. leeds will happen so in if we are in a scenario where liverpool have blank are blanking in 28 and people still want to navigate through 28 without a chip then you go for a leeds player because he will then have a game confirmed and they don't have a great double but then they play crystal palace right after so i mean it's a decent enabler that you can look at yeah i mean but do you think they screwed up by sacking marsh just premature premature ejaculation if you want to call that but this is it was there to take and they didn't have a replacement in place i mean just why do that it was a good thing everybody who was watching leeds knew that they were playing good football they were in a good place i was expecting them Let's just say in my head the odds of them getting relegated have increased after sacking Marsh. But what do you yeah. think? I completely agree. I don't think the fact that they didn't have a plan yeah. is the most worrying part. I mean, yeah. you basically help spend the whole winter you get these guys I mean they could have been longer term targets as well, but you know, you're getting players that are Marsh players and then you sack the guy. and then you don't have an able replacement i mean it would have been another thing if they say okay we've got pochettino or we've got uh, bielsa back and these guys will all work for them but yeah it doesn't look great yep yep right leicester the team i think with the uh, one of the best looking fixtures in game week 29 where they have a double against palace away and villa at home and you know all of us were looking for reasons to own some of their attackers the reason is presented itself now because they've got arsenal at home in 25 which is a game that they're playing then they've got southampton away chelsea at home all right fixtures but the fixtures after the double aren't too bad and you know i feel like they're in the phase of play even against us they created so much in the first half where 
they will create chances irrespective of the opposition i just that that front four is very well balanced i don't think even broch can screw it up so yeah and you know a lot of people like zoff were in the market where the only midfield that they could potentially look at was gapko because there's no other midfield that you could think of buying now because of how the double in 29 has emerged correct you can even buy enabling lester assets now that's where we are i think i think so i think so but i mean after leeds fulham the second most important fa cup game is basically lester blackburn because if lester lose somehow to blackburn if that happens then that becomes very interesting because they'll become a team that have a game in 28 and a nice double in 29 Yeah. So you know, free hitters will get completely bailed out if that happens in that scenario. For example, you load up on you know, you get Inacho, you get Madison, you're covered for twenty eight, you're covered for twenty nine, but you know, it may not, and and therefore Leicester become a good team that you can target on a free hit potentially in twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine thirty is just great. I mean, Palace away, Villa home, Bournemouth home, just three good fixtures. I think we'll want Leicester in that. Sure. Like even if you're free hitting in twenty nine, you want Leicester assets assets in thirty also. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Possibly. Another thought there, but yeah, and they'll have a game in thirty-two because you know Wolves are not going to make it to the semi-final, so they will have a game. Yes, so very likely game in thirty-two, like Ben says, unlikely. Or they themselves game. are not going to make it to the semi-final. We don't think. I mean, it's possible, but unlikely. Yes, City. Well, how do you think uh, they're chip relevant now? <clears throat> well, again, very chip wait, dependent. Wait, wait, wait! I completely missed Le- Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, Liverpool. Um, I think it's a tricky one. The gut, and this is what you're going to say, is attack twenty-five and deal with it. My gut instinct when I saw this is basically they have a terrible double in twenty-nine. They may not have a game in twenty-eight. If I overcommit on Liverpool, then I'm almost committing to wildcarding in game week twenty-six, twenty-seven, which for me is slightly less optimal than wildcarding in thirty-three. So my immediate first thought was maybe I shouldn't go for three Liverpool. Maybe I should hedge, and maybe just go for two plus a Tarkowski, and so that covers me for my optimum strategy. But I know exactly what you're going to say, so say it. That's fine. I mean, yeah, because the upside is there in twenty-five. Now, yeah. one of the things that in my thoughts is Liverpool's trajectory is upward-looking because of Van Dijk coming back in the squad, because of Jota and Firmino coming back in the squad, because of Gapko finding a bit of form. uh it's just that the players that they had at their disposal a month ago compared to the players that they will have their disposal in a week or two and there's a massive difference where you have four or five first teamers a part as a part of the squad now and it's just that trajectory is upward confidence does good things to teams and they're a good team 
So yeah, that's where I am. I think if you commit right to Liverpool, if you're holding on to the attackers in 29, it's fine. I think it's sort of if you're looking at like forward-looking chip strategy. A lot of people were looking at doubling up on Liverpool defenders instead of attackers. I think if you're committing. The way 29 has shaped up is you commit more to their attack than to their defense based on whatever you do in the future. Like if you even hold a Salah Darwin against City and Chelsea away, it's fine because it's Liverpool and they know how to attack. So it's it's better than having Robbo or Trent against two teams in which you're not expecting clean sheets. I would agree. Absolutely. I mean, this definitely shifts the thinking except just for the minutes argument. I mean, if you say that Darwin's minutes are secure even if all these guys are back, yeah. then fair. But people could argue that Robertson, Trent and Salah basically are the three nailed guys in the team. And it's hard to predict anyone else. Yeah. Also just, uh, you know, laying down the lay of the land post-29. The post-29 world for Liverpool looks pretty good. I mean, Arsenal at home leads away and a confirmed fixture against Forrest at home in 32. So, you know, you have a pretty decent follow-up after also. So I don't think it's as bad as you think it is, especially if you're considering that free hit in 29. So this is the thinking that I want to get Salah and Trent now. So let's come to the Darwin conversation after. Salah and Trent for me are perfect because for me, you get them for the double. They will play Nottingham Forest in game week 32, which is amazing, as good as it gets. And then between that, it's it's nice. And so if I look to, even if they blank in game week 28, I can work around it. I can work around Salah and Trent and I can actually end up keeping them if I free hit in game week 29. So I'm not overcommitted. so I think it's a nice hold if you're looking to dead end into game week 32. Yeah. But yeah. you're then thinking if you're going to end up wildcarding in 26, you think hey, I should have gone for a third Liverpool and you know, I've missed out on, on Darwin's points. So perfectly get the other argument. So you tell me, I mean, Darwin's starting today. Yeah. That means more minutes, obviously, that he's fit. But, you know, Jota is back. Let's see how he does today. I don't even know whose place is, is nailed apart from Salah. <sighs> How I play FPL. It's it's a very difficult world in which I don't see myself having Darwin. I'll just honestly admit. He's got, because of the numbers that he generates and because of what you see when you're watching Liverpool, he's got a very high ceiling for me to ignore him in 29, especially given Mitro's, Mitrovic's slightly da- dicey expected minutes now or the injury that... I was looking for an excuse to do, make the move and it could even be that... In the next couple of hours after the game, I make that switch because Mitro is expected to fall. And I'll just do mm. it. I'll just do it. That's it. Fair, fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think if anyone is free hitting this week, there's no doubt that you get, I think the three picks are t- Trent, uh, Darwin and, and Salah. Um, you could argue Gakpo, depending on how he does today as well, is, is a decent pick, but again, X minutes risk. Yeah. But basically my issue is going forward because in 27, you want two more Brighton. So let's say you have Darwin and Salah, then you want two Brighton, that's four. You want Rashford. You have two attackers from Arsenal, that's seven. And you have Haaland, that's eight. You cannot have eight. So who are you dropping out of them? In my head right now, uh, necktie for Tony and Mares for Mitoma and Andreas for March or McAllister. That's that's what's going on in my head right now. That's eight? You'll still need to drop Nunes. Yeah, I'll need to bench... A player in 20s. Yeah, yeah t- t- 27 is an issue. Yeah. But it's a good problem to have, right? It's what managers like. Having a good squad and then deciding who yeah. to bench. It's a good problem to have. It's not a bad problem to have. It is a problem and you don't feel good about it. But objectively speaking, you're 
picking 11 from 13 good players it's a good problem to have you know absolutely i think so i think so I, so this is where i am i think i'm at two and a half liverpool instead yeah. of three coming yeah. out of this news i think before this yeah. news i was thinking of the same thing just attack 25 and then deal with it after but now we have more information that 29 is rubbish not yeah. for darwin but i think for liverpool in general do i want three liverpool going into 28 and 29 where 28 is a risk and 29 is a bad double that's basically where i'm coming from yeah fair and i buy that side of the argument i do so so my thing is different where i'll op- I'll, i'll i'll prioritize a darwin over a trent or a robo and i can't get to trent no matter what i do anyway so okay. do i commit to the defender transfer now is where my thought is in terms of over committing your right. going with trent i'm going with darwin as well i i mean opinions could change i might actually this is making me think where i can just get trent because if i can get trent i don't need to get Dar- as in the only reason i can't get trent is because i'm getting darwin so i yeah. could make the same choice as you we have very similar teams also but i just don't see a world in which i don't have darwin but i am yeah but the fixtures in 25 are decent for defenses if you're wanting to punt on you know get two fixtures palace away wolves home are good fixtures for clean sheet probability so that's also the- correct but i don't mm-hmm. like the, you know i get the robertson trend picks but i don't get the allison pick as much i mean yeah. you're benching kepa who could do decent i know he's a, he's got spurs or somebody else i mean at that point i would say just get pickford i mean why would you bother with allison just get pickford i agree cool uh city mm, city have Bournemouth, Newcastle. No, no, you're right here. I heard you. Okay, I heard you. I agreed, and I don't have much to add there. Uh, City, good hold throughout. Just a fixture against Liverpool in twenty nine, which again, you know, I think if you're bench boosting with your Haaland's playing Liverpool at home, nothing wrong with it because Liverpool is just a good fixture for your attackers, irrespective. Uh, but you, there's a good reason to free hit out of them in twenty nine as well. Absolutely. I think anyway, I mean when we're saying city now, pretty much everyone is going to be down to just Haaland in in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we're talking are you going to bench Haaland through this period or are you going to sell him or hold him? And I think there could be people who look to sell Haaland leading into 28 because what they'll say is he's he's not got a game in 28. He's very likely not got a game in 32 and in 29 I might free hit and then get yeah. him on the field. Or actually yeah. you won't get him on the field. and you're not going to captain him in 29 either exactly exactly problem is 30 and 31 man city yeah. play southampton and leicester yeah and 29 like if i'm thinking if i'm free hitting in 29 liverpool at home is a prime fixture for an attacker i'm going to be shitting my pants bench free hitting out of haland you know if i'm being honest i might yeah. just keep him you never know because it's a prime fixture liverpool at home is good for attackers from a team like city it's hat trick potential game so and that game traditionally has given us goals as well so yeah i suspect if we free hit in 29 we potentially could just throw or keep haland in there out of all the singlers could do i mean value is not going to be a problem in free hit yeah. 29 there's no salah yeah. there's no haland there's no kane at least at the moment like if kane gets a double then i think it's a no brainer you'll go kane instead of haland yeah yeah now united another important conversation because their double in 29 looks good to me and their fixtures after look good to me as well So in twenty nine they've got Newcastle away, Brentford at home, and after that they got Everton at home and Forest away in thirty and thirty one. It just so for Robbo have a decision to sell either Shaw or uh, Trippier, 
and I was likely going to sell Shaw. Still not comfortable selling Trippier, but that those fixtures between 29 and 31 gives me pause. Um, look, United are going to be difficult um, because it's Trippier he's competing against. Yeah, and Trippier yeah. has a game in 28. Yeah. And 27, they both have an equally good game. And 26, yeah. they both have a bad game. Yeah. So, so it's actually very similar, except that Trippier has a game in 28 and Shaw yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And if you're free hitting in 29, then you get Shaw back anyway. Yeah, I know, I know. But you and won't because, have him in 31, 30 and 31. Because yeah, you want three United for this double in 29. Like, yeah. what's setting up a free hit is getting three from United, three from maybe Chelsea or, or two from Chelsea. Good players two from Brighton Leicester. and Leicester. I think that's going to be the chunk of a free hit 29, just talking through it. If you're looking at free hitting in 29. Correct, correct. Yeah. But, and so Man United, for me, it's a difficult sell, but he's there is no fixture in which I will play him over Trippier if free hitting in 29. See, I mean, let's let's dis, let's debate it. I mean, Man United and Newcastle at home in 26. No, no, versus, I agree with you. It yeah, just gives see. you, even if you're committing to Liverpool and you're trying to not free hit in 20, 28, let's say, if you're free hitting in 28, ignore the conversation we're going to have in the next three minutes. But if you're not looking to, you just have to play the odds where you're getting a confirmed fixture in 28, given that the fixtures around them and the defensive capability of the players are slightly similar. There's also the thing in my head that I lose 0.2 or 0.3 on Shaw, but I lose 0.6 on Trippier. That's also a factor. Yeah. So, yeah, all these factors, and like we mentioned right at the top of the stream, tough decisions to make, and it is what it is. And the other thing is, you will have to get Trippier. You don't have to get Shaw. I mean, you could go Dalo, for example. If he, you know, I know Van Bissaka is there and maybe maybe feelings change as things develop. But I feel like we're overworking Shaw. Like, you know, there will be a point where he might miss a game or something. So it's not like between him and Dalo is like completely, it has to be Shaw. Whereas between Trippier and any other defender, it has to be Trippier. You have to buy him back. Yeah, you're right. But I still think Shaw is going to remain our best pick in defense. Fair. Fair. Yeah. It's the gap between Shaw and the next best. Yeah, correct. Because, I mean, just while we're talking about it, when he's playing CB, he's a bonus points monster. And when he's playing wing back, attacking threat is always there. On top of that, set pieces are there until Ericsson comes back, which is not going to be until 35, 36. So that's where we are. Cool. Bruno, uh, I mean, just finishing on Man United, Bruno, fantastic pick for game week 29. Both, both look like Bruno games. I mean, Newcastle away is tough, fine, but... I mean, we'll give them a game, and then Brentford yeah. at home. We have yeah. we have to extract revenge for the four nil. So, I mean, the guy looks fantastic. Since Vegos has moved to the number ten position, Bruno's moved to the right. I mean, yeah. he's gone mad with creating chances. So, yeah. yeah, looks great, looks great. And I mean, United is one of those teams which enables a very strong case for wildcard twenty seven, uh, free hit twenty eight, bench booster twenty nine. Like three strong players from three strong teams that you're happy to carry forward until 34 because they're looking to double in 34. United is a good team to, you know, feel good about and not worry about because you're backing three good players there. Correct. But then 32 will be a blank for them or could yeah. be a blank. Yeah. yeah. So if they yeah. draw like Man City in the FA Cup, yeah. then you can take a punt. This is where the nuances change after the FA Cup. But I think, yeah. yes, uh, they could be a big, if you're, if you're big on the wild card. Hit 28 bench boost strategy, then absolutely you'll need to have two Man United or three. even three. 
I think you go three because Newcastle Brentford, right? And right. and the follow-up games are fine before you sell one in thirty-two for the blank Correct. if they have a blank at thirty-two. Correct. Yeah. Newcastle pretty much the same story as United, except they have a confirmed game in twenty-eight. Confirmed game in twenty-eight, and they could eventually having uh, eventually have a game in thirty-two as well. I mean, between Man United and Tottenham, absent anything else, I think the odds of Man United reaching the semi-final are slightly higher than. Then Tottenham doing it. And then I also talked about this small thing that even if Tottenham reached and Man City reached, then Man- Newcastle could still have a game in 32. So you, so they, basically, it just makes me think that Trippier, you just keep if you're thinking around, if you want to basically hedge your bet, bet, bets. Yeah, and Gimeres is back. So I think that one of the reasons why the clean sheets didn't happen is because the balance he adds to the team and he's done with the suspension. So he's going to be back, which is a big factor in Correct. Newcastle's favor as well. And Pope Forest. isn't missing any league games, right? Yeah, Sorry. no, just the cup. Forest, uh, Forest under the radar, a team we should pay attention to right now. Confirmed game against West Ham in 25. If somebody is looking to buy a player now and looking, not looking to use chips in the new future, Forest are a decent team to bet on right now. Uh, West Ham away in 25. Everton at home in 26. Spurs away in 27. Confirmed game against Newcastle in 28. Decent looking double in 29. Wolves at home and leads away. Followed Decent. by Villa. Yeah, I mean, if you want to punt on a Baron Johnson or a Morgan Gibbs-White, I won't put anybody off something like that right now because they're a good enabling team. And especially for people who've already used up a lot of their chips right now. They enable a fair amount. And a good double in 29. I don't know much about their other assets because their team. I mean, whenever I'm watching match of the day, you know, uh, I'm always... Looking or rewinding two or three times to try to memorize and get familiar with who Forrest is playing at the back. But uh, I think the only FPL picks there are, are two at the moment. Johnson and Gibbs-White. So you don't look as well. Or, or their goalkeeper. But yeah, we're not going there. I think it's unlikely. Yep. yep. Alright. Southampton. Not much interest right now. Do you have anything? Because a d- decent double in 27 just because of the Brentford home fixture. But haven't seen anything from them to... T- Make it worth talking about them. They're still in the FA Cup. Could blank in 28 or likely to blank. Could very likely blank. Uh, actually, they, w- they will not have a blank in 32, but there's no appeal. I mean, if there's a new manager bounce and things change, then Ward Prowse is again talked about. But yeah, I don't think so. Spurs, Hurricane Fire Sale incoming, you think, after the news that they don't have a double in 29? I think so. I think that it just basically pushes the people who are thinking about it to basically say, look, I'm going to do it because anyway, I'm leaving my chip strategy open, but still, I think I need to get... See, people can get Kane from Kane to Salah. Like, they can hold Kane and get Salah, but they can't hold Kane and get Salah and Darwin or Salah and Trent. And I think the movement will be to get at least two, if not three of these guys. I'm pretty sure there'll be a fire sale of Kane. But that's it, people. The thing with also the thing with uh, Spurs is that the Benton Cool injury is pretty big, in my opinion. And Spurs just haven't looked that great. Like I was talking to Zoff, you know, he was worried about not having Kane 26 onwards. Because if you're looking at the fixtures as fixtures standalone, Wolves away, Forest at home, Everton away, Brighton at home, Bournemouth at home. That's a spectacular run of really? single fixtures. But there are doubles in play here. Somebody holds on, I don't think they will do well. It's a decent enough differential to have in the game, actually. I wouldn't fully talk somebody off if somebody doesn't believe in the Liverpool hype. Yeah. I mean, if they lose the FA Cup game and they end up getting the Southampton away fixture, 
then for me, like, if you're considering free hit 29, you just get on Kane straight away. Basically, nobody, everyone sold him. You get him back. Because yeah. he's got all these fixtures that you've talked about and he doesn't have the double and then you free hit on that double. Thing is, versus form. That's the thing. But if Son, Son gets singing after that goal, his cameo was promising uh, in the previous game. You never know what happens. I mean, these guys were talking about on Above Average FPL that when Richarlison played, Kane was like even deeper than what he usually is and Richarlison isn't the same player as Son. So they were almost lost in terms of shape. So, but I think we all expect that Sun will come back. But Richarlison is not that kind of player that just is going to sit on the bench forever. Yep, yep. 29, Jared Bowen looks like a midfield punt in 29. Southampton at home and Newcastle at home. But West Ham need to change a lot before we come around to 29. And that's where we are with West Ham. I don't think there's yeah, much absolutely. else. I mean, they, it looks worrying. I mean, it's the same team. I mean, essentially the same team, just one year older, same yeah. manager. But such a different season. So, yeah, I think they could even have a manager change before that double. So, But apart from that, Bowen or nobody else. The Emerson as an enabler. Four million defender. You know, if you're looking for somebody to carry through and bench boost in 29, that's a name people might look at when they come around to 29. Just as an enabler. Yeah. Uh, uh, just something I read on the scout, is that they've created enough chances. It's just that their delta negative on their XG, they've not been finishing. It was at yeah. minus 10 or something, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just that they haven't taken their chances. Right. Worrying times, then that needs to change quick enough. Right. Wolves. What do you think about Wolves? I have no Wolves. I have no Bueno problem. Uh, but look, I think the problem is their double in 25 is difficult. And you don't know if they will have a game in 28 or not. So to buy any Wolves, I think absolutely not right now. But if they do end up having a game in 28, then you could think about it. But I don't know, they play Spurs, they play Newcastle, they play Chelsea around these games. I mean, there's NFO in 29. Yeah. So it's not something that you're sort of jumping on as a team. Yeah, I agree. I think... Uh... If you're committing to Wolves, there's nobody you're going to buy after 25, irrespective. So just not an important team to talk about. I mean, would you play Bueno? You have him, right? Yes. I have the dilemma about if I make the moves I do, about playing either him or Andreas. And right now, I'm leaning towards the guy with the two fish. Baker's really? leaning towards Andreas at the moment. And that's where the dilemma is. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll think about it. I haven't thought about it much. I haven't paid so much attention to Wolves also. And uh, I like I like how there's just five minutes left for the Liverpool game, and we've timed this <laughs> to perfection. And it's what I wanted to do because I think this is a part of the process where you and I and you know people who've been playing this game for a long time are deciding chip strategy. Because I've seen a lot of people look at this, get overwhelmed, get confused in terms of the flurry of information that's coming. And what's happening is people will flock to Twitter to get news to see what people are thinking, to see what chip strategy managers like you are adopting. And I feel like that shouldn't be a process. The process is essentially what we just did right now. Talk to talk through team by team, look at team by team, look at the potential chip strategies that you're considering that suit your team, and then arrive at a plan. It's simply, you don't need to do much else except stare at this sheet that Ben Krillin has very nicely made for us in such quick time. And that should be a process. And, and on that note, I don't really want to talk about what the ideal or the popular chip strategy is going to be because this is a time for people to break down thoughts in their head. So that's where I am. Any, anything Absolutely. to add? 
No, I think I think you summed it up perfectly. I think people need to look at their team. They need to look at what they need to do this week. The big week is next week anyway. The midweek yeah. of next week is the big week. And then you need to completely sort of have a plan. It doesn't need to be a final plan. It needs to be that this is the direction I'm taking and I will change if things, if X and Y happens. And that's, I think that's where we are at the moment as well. All the, all sort of the thinking that has changed is this new 29. We always knew 29 is going to be a big double. So nothing much has changed except for small things like City not having a double or Liverpool having a difficult double. So just soak in the information. Yep. And on that note, we will leave, leave you to go watch the Liverpool-Madrid game. Thank you so much, Pras, for uh, uh, coming, joining us on such short notice. And I'm sure you will see a lot more of you on the FPL Wire. When's the Absolutely. next episode of uh, The Burning Questions coming? It's tomorrow and we had basically a very light agenda. And I think we'll, you know, we're basically going to talk about Liverpool as well uh, and, yeah. and do a little bit of deep dive after today's game. Right. Tips and stuff will be all be tomorrow, uh, next week. All right, thank cool. you for having me. My favorite podcast. So, so uh, you know, thanks again for having me on. Cheers, cheers. And uh, that's it, guys. Make sure you're hitting the like and subscribe button. And if you like our work, please share it on whatever platform you're on. We really, really appreciate it. That's it. See you guys and enjoy the game. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.